What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for being here on Thursday, February 2nd, day two of Senior Bowl Practices 2023 in the books. And we've got a lot of takeaways, a lot of standouts that we're going to look at today. And uh, I think yesterday when I went back and looked at what I did, liked it. I think there was a lot of good information and analysis there. I didn't relate every prospect back to the Jaguars in terms of how the Jaguars can use them. So I'm going to try to make sure I do that today when we talk about each of these prospects. So I'm excited to get into it. We're just going to take a look at Uh, What has happened so far this week? Who stood out specifically on day two of Senior Bowl practices in Mobile, Alabama? We've got day three coming up, the final day of practices later today. Again, Thursday, February 2nd. Um, Fired up for it. It's been a really, really tremendous week to just get eyes on more of these guys and see them on the field together. Um, Obviously, it'll be capped off by the actual Senior Bowl on Saturday. I believe that's at 2.30 p.m., So you can check that out as well. That's where you can kind of get more of a feel for running backs because there's not full contact here, right? Running backs, linebackers, positions like that where you really need to see the contact, the uh, collision point, all that fun stuff to really understand what these guys are bringing to to the field. But a lot of these other positions, there's plenty to take away from what we've seen so far. I'm excited to dive into it. like to remind you to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think about some of these Um, about some of these prospects, these standouts, about how Senior Bowl is going so far. Hit me up, at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. You can also hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube, notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. You can also subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Really appreciate y'all's support. Couldn't be doing this without you, Duval. So let's get into some of these prospects. I want to start with a guy who I've been high on for a while now, Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia. They have not been able to complete anything on him for the most part uh, in one-on-ones, in uh, seven-on-seven, nine-on-seven. Christopher Smith has been awesome. His feet and instincts are the first thing that shows up on uh, tape when you watch him and out there at the Senior Bowl. 
but you've seen a lot of physicality as well. And now, look, Christopher Smith is not a big safety. He is a shade over 5'10". I'll pull up his official measurement for you. He's a shade over 5'10". 5'102". 188. So, again, that's not huge. 31 5 8 inch arms, which is pretty good for his size, actually. Being 5'10 with uh, 31 and a half inch arms, essentially, that's not bad. But he's been locked down at the Senior Bowl, was locked down most of his career at Georgia, uh, really stepped up, I think, in 2022, actually, and became an even better football player as he developed. But my thought for him when when you relate him to the Jaguars, I think he's going to end up being a late first or second round pick. So could the Jaguars get lucky and him slip to their 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 second round pick? Maybe. I think it's possible, probably not likely. But if he does slip, what could he bring to the Jaguars specifically? I think he he could bring a guy that certainly you've seen him play free safety. You've seen him play single high. You've seen him play too deep. I think he plays physical enough to be uh, – one of those guys in the two deep, whether he's the free safety or the strong safety, I think he can definitely do that for you. Um, the thing about him is what I've seen from him this week is I think he's a guy that could play more nickel. I think he could play slot receivers. We've seen him cover tight ends out here. Could he be that guy for the Jaguars? The guy who comes in and kind of solidifies your nickel spot um, and, and covers tight ends. I mean, the Jaguars have really, really struggled with tight ends throughout franchise history, and especially in 2022, uh, tight ends were probably their biggest weakness on the defensive side of the ball throughout the entirety of the season. Can Christopher Smith be that guy for you? I think he probably can, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I doubt the Jaguars go that direction at 24 overall, but if he falls to their second pick, I could see it for sure. Um John Michael Schmidt switching sides of the ball here. Didn't talk about him enough, I, I don't think, on day one. Day two, he uh, he got reps at center, which is where he played at Minnesota. He's also getting reps at guard. I think John Michael Schmitz can play all three of your IOL spots. And the Jaguars, we know they don't really need a center, a starting center right now, because of Luke Fortner. They drafted him last year. But if John Michael Schmitz fell to you in the second round and you're like, well, do we really, really want to upgrade this offensive line? Make sure we're supporting Trevor um, from an infrastructure standpoint in that regard, making sure that offensive line is squared away, getting a guy in John Michael Schmitz that could play three positions uh, on the interior and play them at a high level. This is an athletic football player, and he's a tall guard. I think, I mean, excuse me, a tall center. Um, I think he can play guard as well, especially in a zone scheme where you're trying to get these guys out on the move. He's a really good athlete. I think that would be fun, and he's been dominating, uh, quite frankly. He's been really, really good throughout the first two days. So, again, are they going to take him at 24? I don't think so. But if John Michael Schmitz is there at one of their day two picks, maybe. I personally don't think guard is one of the Jaguars' bigger needs right now. But from a talent standpoint, if you're telling me the Jaguars are going to add John Michael Schmitz on day two, yeah, you want to get fired up about that because he's athletic. I think he has three-position versatility, and uh, I think he's perfect for what Doug Peterson likes to do up front and what Phil Rauscher likes to do up front with that offensive line. That would be a lot of fun. 
Um, I think Steve Avila has been dominating as well. And this is a guard out of TCU who coming into the week I had a mid-day two grade on. Um, I think that's going to be squarely in the early day two now for me because you've seen him come in here and not only play really well at guard, but he's taking reps at center. So now you're talking, and he's looking good doing it, looking pretty smooth. Uh, Now you're talking about a guy that can play, again, like John Michael Schmitz, potentially all three positions on the interior. And while Schmitz is more of that athletic move kind of piece uh, who, who can stand up against some of the bigger guys, Avila is one of those bigger guys. Like he's a 330 pounder, right? Let's see what he weighed in at officially at the senior bowl. Yeah, uh, six foot three, 332 pounds. Arms are a tad short, 32 and five eighths inches, uh, 32 and a half inches, which isn't a detriment on the interior. That would be more of an issue on the outside, but still something to keep in mind. I think I think Steve Avila has had a really good good week so far really good grip strength he moves well for his size I think you can say the same exact thing about Osiris Torrance who I had uh I had Osiris Torrance a good bit ahead of Steve Avila entering the week I wouldn't say I have him a good bit ahead of Steve Avila anymore I think they're more in the same range they look like players that are both big guys that can move well for their size that can really lock down the interior thanks to their strength and their football intelligence So Avila, Osiris Torrance, if either of those guys was there, again, day two, I think they would would make a lot of sense for the Jaguars if the Jaguars are keen on upgrading that interior offensive line, which I'm not sure they need to be. But it is a long-term need. It's not really a short-term need because short-term, you have Luke Fortner. You know that at center. You have Brandon Sheriff at right guard. He's not going anywhere, uh, at least not for a little while. And then... um, at left guard, you've got Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley, who are both on expiring contracts in 2023. So not really a short-term need, but it could be a long-term need to fortify the interior of that offensive line. And uh, perhaps Osiris Torrance, Avila, John Michael Schmitz, could one of those guys come in and, and outperform both Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley at left guard? I do think it's possible. Um, it certainly is. But I think Shatley, um, he's always done a admirable job when asked to fill in and I think Ben Barch before he got hurt this year uh it's his it was his third year in the league I thought he looked really good especially in the run game getting out and moving and creating um creating push at the point of attack looked really good this year early on getting into um some more of these prospects here though moving away from the offensive line a little bit pass rush wise I mean Will McDonald This is a guy we talked about a little bit yesterday. Will McDonald, he's light in the pants. He just is. There's no avoiding it. Like, he is a thin edge rusher. He's six foot three and 241 pounds, but he has 35 inch arms at six foot three. Really, really big wingspan. And. What you saw on tape from Will McDonald at Iowa State is a guy who clearly has the athleticism, clearly has the length, um, and, and the physical profile, and some of the pass rush moves and arsenal that you want to see. But it looked pretty unrefined. I think the reason it looked so unrefined is because so often he was playing out of position at Iowa State. 
I think at the next level, he's going to be exclusively a 3-4 outside linebacker type of type of rusher, maybe even just a pass rush specialist. Um, so where do you value that? If he's only a pass rush specialist for you, I don't know. But there's a lot of pass rush specialists around the league that are getting paid right now. Um, so at, right now, I'd have to have a two on him. And I think there's going to be teams that have first round grades on him because what you've seen at Mobile, he's been lining up uh, more in situations where he's really outside the tackle, gets that room to create some speed um, and, and attack them in that manner instead of being more heads up on tackles like he was at Iowa State too often. You've seen the moves, the arsenal come to life. Like every time he's getting a pass rush rep one-on-one, you're seeing a, a spin move or, or long arm or, or some different combination of, of pass rush moves that is allowing him to dominate, quite frankly. I think Will McDonald's been really, really good in pass rush situations. I think he looks better now than he did at Iowa State. And at Iowa State, he was a productive pass rusher. It just looked a little unrefined. So now you're talking about him adding this arsenal and looking more consistent and playing in a position that's more advantageous for him, you know, again, fully outside of the tackle with some room to work. He's looked special. And so that's a guy that might end up being a first round pick. If I was the Jaguars, would I be targeting him with him with a round one pick 24 overall? I wouldn't be, but could I see the Jaguars getting excited about this guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we mentioned Keon White yesterday. I think Keon White is a guy I would have a higher grade on than than um, than Will McDonald because I think he can move around your formation more. I think he can rush from the outside. I think he can rush from the interior. I think he projects to be able to play the run certainly better than Will McDonald does. So if you're talking about those two guys for the Jaguars at 24, I would be much more comfortable with Keon White. But personally, I have both of them a little bit later. Will McDonald squarely in the second round. Keon White kind of like that late first area. Uh, So I think if it's either of those guys in the first, I would rather it be Keon White. But both would be exciting because, again, what Will McDonald has done at the Senior Bowl has really kind of opened my eyes a little bit to his potential. And you knew the potential already. But it looks like some of that potential rushing from the outside is already being realized this quickly. And that's something that gets you excited for sure. Getting into off, some offensive skill players here. Uh, Tajay Spears, unbelievable. His speed and quickness. And again, he's a running back. So you want to see it more on game day for the running backs. You want to see them breaking tackles, making people miss. But You've seen a lot from him already in practice. Just his speed is unbelievable. And when you want to talk about him relating him to the Jaguars, if you wanted to bring in Tajay Spears, I think it would probably need to be late day two, maybe early day three if you were lucky. Um, he would probably give you, with Travis Etienne, and if you bring back to Michael Hasty as well, just the most dangerous backfield in the league when it comes to hitting home runs. Ty J Spears is a home run hitter. Travis Etienne is a home run hitter. Jamichael Hasty can bring that to the field as well. So if you just want to go all in on having guys that can break defenses because of their speed, quickness, uh, their ability to force missed tackles, 
Tajay Spears is right there for you. And he's a little undersized when you look at him, but he's still 5'9", 200-plus pounds. So I think you can feel comfortable with inserting him into your offense in a certain role and 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 seeing that he'll probably hold up. I'm not saying that this is going to be a feature back in the NFL by any stretch, but could he be your 1B in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think he could, and he would make that the most exciting backfield or at least one of the most exciting backfields in the league. Now, looking at some of these undersized wide receivers that have been dominating, um, Tank Dell and Trey Tucker, they've both just been unbelievable, pretty much unguardable for the most part. I think Tank Dell has probably created the most separation on average per route run uh, of these guys, Tank Dell and Trey Tucker, who are both undersized. Tucker is in the 180s. He's like 189, so he's got some mass to him. He's just still really short out of Louisville, but he creates a lot of separation. Tank Dell is even smaller, though. He's like 5'8", 160-something. I'll pull up his official measurements just to make sure we're right on that. Yeah, 5'8", 5083, so just over 5'8", 163 pounds. That is small, very small. Fortunately, he does not have short arms. At 5'8", he has arms over 30 inches, which, um, again, those aren't super long arms, but proportionally, they are pretty long for his 5'8 frame. So you do like that from Tank Dell, but he's been unguardable. I mean, creating separation every single play, and quarterbacks are just peppering him with targets because they feel comfortable that they're going to be able to complete the pass to him, bottom line. So he's been a lot of fun to watch out of Houston. I came in to this to this week um, – with a third on Tank Dell, still at 162 pounds. I don't know how you elevate him much higher than that. But he has all the skills. And I, I've said that prior to the week. He has all the skills at the receiver position other than size. Like, he has got great releases off the line. He's a great route runner. He's got tremendous speed and quickness. He's got really strong hands, uh, catch point skills. He's a lot of fun. He's just tiny. 5'8", 160. Now, a guy who we've already talked about a good bit on this show this week, Jaden Reed. And the reason I'm grouping all these guys together, even though Jaden Reed is a little bigger, he's almost 5'11", he's 5'10 and a half, 191 pounds. So he does have some size on Trey Tucker and, and Ronnie Bell. Not Ronnie Bell. Tank Dell. I'm getting my names confused here, but we are going to talk about Ronnie Bell. But Jaden Reed has been, I mentioned Tank Dell. I think Jaden Reed and Tank Dell have been the two most uncoverable players uh, on the field. He's been unbelievable, Jaden Reed has. And the fact that he's you know almost 5'11", over 190 pounds, he gives you a little bit more size than these other two guys bring to the table. Um, so that gets you excited. I think it does. And he's been creating immediate separation. He can create separation at all three levels of the defense. He did it at Michigan State. I think he can do it in the NFL. Uh, Is he going to be your one? No. Is he going to be your two? Maybe not. Do the Jaguars need a one or a two right now? No, they do not. Not necessarily. Because I think you're talking about Calvin Ridley being your one, Christian Kirk being your two. Uh, Ideally, I want the Jaguars to find a possession receiver. In this draft, 
or prior to the 2023 season, however they managed to find a possession receiver, kind of more that big-bodied guy who you just feel comfortable is going to come down with those passes, kind of like Marvin Jones, but maybe a guy who can bring a little bit more size and physicality and athleticism to that position. Uh, I think that's what you you really want for this Jaguars wide receiver group. But, and I'm totally against getting rid of Jamal Agnew. I don't think the Jaguars should touch that with a 10-foot pole. He's too damn good to just say, all right, we're going to try to replace you someone cheaper. No. Jamal Agnew is a special player, um, a special returner, special offensive weapon, in my opinion. You don't just try to replace those guys. However, would I be shocked if the Jaguars said, look, we can't pay a, a return specialist five-plus million dollars a year, whatever it is. Um, we're going to go cheaper. Would that shock me? It wouldn't. I don't think they should do it, but it wouldn't. But if they do do it, Got myself with the doo-doo there. Love it. But if the Jaguars do decide to try to get cheaper um, or even just bring in someone who Jamal Agnew can be the starter still as a returner and and, and an offensive weapon, but um, you bring him in for the future, a guy who you, so you don't have to pay Jamal Agnew for forever, which, again, I would be down to pay Jamal Agnew you know, whatever he wants within reason for as long as he's producing the way he produces. Cause I think he changes games for the Jaguars. This is a long winded way of saying if the Jaguars do decide to move on from Jamal Agnew, I do think Jaden Reed would make a lot of sense. I do think tank Dell would make a lot of sense. Even Trey Tucker, potentially. Uh, I, I don't want that to happen, but I, I think that it's possible. And Jaden Reed is a special returner. He is a really, really good receiver, really good route runner. And at 5'11", almost, with that 191-pound frame, he has some catch point skills. He can go up and get the football a little bit. Um, He's a fun player. And for for me, Reed, uh, Tank Dell, those two guys, if you want to go get them in round three, I would be totally on board with it, depending on who else is available, of course. That's how it's always going to be for me. But I hope that they do not decide to move on from Jamal Agnew. That's the biggest takeaway there. Marte Mapu. This is not a guy who I had eyes on prior to the Senior Bowl out of Sacramento State. He's played some safety. He's played some corner, uh, nickel corner. He's played some linebacker. He is six foot three, two 215 pounds, I believe. Six foot two and a half, 217 pounds. He has 33 and 3 eighths inch arms, which pass thresholds for linemen, offensive linemen and pass rushers, much less a guy who is going to be kind of probably a move piece at the next level where you can line him up as your nickel linebacker, your slot linebacker. You can line him up at safety. He's been flying around all over the field. You've seen him make plays in one-on-one coverage against Eric Gray. You've seen him be unblockable um, and pass rush drills against running backs. And you've just seen him making plays. I'm a fan. Uh, I'm in on him. Uh, I don't know where exactly he's going to fit in this draft class, but I think he's probably going to be a day two pick with his physical traits, with what he has shown at uh, the Senior Bowl and what he's shown on tape. I think he's going to end up being a day two pick. Could he be the guy for the Jaguars that becomes your versatile chess piece on defense that can kind of lock down the slot a little bit, maybe cover a tight end, maybe cover a big nickel? I think that could be a lot of fun. Probably for me, I wouldn't touch him in the first or second round because I think there's going to be guys that bring a little bit more 
a little bit more um, just sureness to their NFL projection, a little bit more stability to their NFL projection. But I'm going to go back and watch more of Marte Mapu, and I'll talk about him more down the road. And uh, certainly, I think he's a really fun prospect that's going to go end up going on day two. I mean, maybe sneak into the first round with the way you've seen him play in the Senior Bowl. I would have to go back and see more of what he did at Sacramento State to really feel comfortable with that. But he stood out here at the Senior Bowl, no question about it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kenny McIntosh, Georgia running back. He went down with cramps on day one. Looked like a leg injury. Very thankful that it was not. He came back out there, and he had a really good day. I thought he looked pretty good in pass pro, and he looked really explosive. He busted off a long run or two. This is a guy, again, we've talked about him. How does he fit into the Jaguars? You bring him in as a complimentary back to Travis Etienne and a back that you can get on the field at the same time as Travis Etienne because he has experience lining up in the slot, lining up as a wide receiver, and he's got good ball skills. He's got everything that you could want from a versatile uh, kind of change of pace back, and I know that they're you're not really changing the pace with Kenny McIntosh because him and Etienne are both incredibly fast. But uh, I, I still think that with his skill set as a receiver and what he's showing as a blocker, you could feel really good about him being a compliment to Travis Etienne. And Kenny McIntosh, I would get, I have a two on him. I would guess he'll be available in the third, maybe fourth round. I think if you target him there, that could be a lot of fun. Should the Jaguars target a running back in the third or fourth round, having Travis Etienne in the fold, maybe not that early, but if you really want to create an advantageous running back room for yourself and uh, make it difficult for more difficult for opponents to stop you than it was in 2022, Kenny McIntosh, some of these other runners could be in play. Had Osiris Torrance here. We already talked about him. I think he's going to be, a first or second round pick and a long time starter really like Osiris Torrance and what he's done this week. I thought he played better on day two, even than he did on day one. Cody mock Malk, I think is how, how we're saying it now, how it's supposed to be pronounced out of North Dakota state. Talked about him yesterday, but uh, you love what you see. He's been taking reps at guard. He's also been taking reps at center and looking good doing it. Potential five position offensive lineman here. He's looked better from a technical standpoint at Mobile than I think he did at North Dakota State from his hand placement, his punch timing, all that fun stuff. Um, Big fan of Cody Mack and what he's done here. How does he relate to the Jaguars? I don't think 24 is going to be the direction. Or I don't think that that Cody Malk is going to be the direction they go at 24, but I would not be surprised if he's if he's there in the second round and it gets to the Jaguars pick that they're looking at him because he could be your backup center. Uh, he could be a starting guard potentially in year one and a swing tackle. 
He does not have the length you're looking for to play the tackle position, but he has incredible athleticism. And I think potentially that athleticism, that quickness could overcome the length a little bit for Cody Mauk and make him an effective swing tackle for you. And maybe even effective starting tackle one day down the road. I'm not sure. I think he's got tremendous uh, upside. I think he's already a really good football player with room to grow. Uh, he's got he's got the missing two front teeth. He's got the big belly hanging out, which it's not too big. It's not as big as Quinn Miners was. But he's got the flowing red locks. I mean, this is a guy you want on your offensive line. I love Cody Mauk. Would be really happy for the Jaguars to add him. Do I think it's going to be at 24 overall? Probably not. But it wouldn't shock me. Like That's the type of positional versatility, athleticism, and uh, level of play that, that Malk's bringing to the field. Similar to him, um, but on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, defensive interior, Kanu Benton, he's just fantastic. Um, he has the quickness, the hand usage, the the power, the size, everything you could want from a a defensive tackle that could potentially be a zero tech, a one tech, and a guy that can you know line up at uh, three tech, a guy that can line up at five tech and push the pocket, get into the backfield, displace his man, get shoot that gap and create pressure. He's six foot three and a half, 312 pounds, has almost 34 inch arms, which you really like on the interior. He's been really good. And where does he vet? Where does he fit in for me? He's a late first, early second type player for me. I don't think the Jaguars would target him at 24 overall, but if he was available in the second round, if you bring him in, um, he he certainly will help you in your run defense, I think, but he will really juice up this interior pass rush for the Jacksonville Jaguars, in my opinion. And he's not viewed as ever, by everyone as a real interior penetrator, but I think folks who have gotten a good eye on him and have seen how he's been used and, and see how he's effective and see what he's been doing at the Senior Bowl – I think he is a interior penetrator. A lot of folks are like, oh, he's a big run-stuffing nose tackle. That's great. Well, yeah, I do think he can be that, but he's a lot more than that in my opinion. All right, I mentioned Ronnie Bell earlier. He's looked good, Michigan receiver. He, uh, at times during his his uh, 2022 tape, didn't look great to me, didn't um, look like himself necessarily. But getting into the Senior Bowl – and he was coming off a knee injury in 2021. Getting into the Senior Bowl, he's looked really fast. He's looked explosive. He's been hard to cover. He's 5'11", a shade over 5'11", 192 pounds, um, has 31 and 1 8 inch arms. So all that stuff is fine. Nothing glaring there. Is he going to be a slot receiver at the next level? Can he win on the outside for you? I'm not sure about the answer to those questions, but he's been running fast. He's been uh, he's a good route runner, very technical route runner, and he has really strong hands. So Ronnie Bell, uh, a receiver who, if you're targeting him, for me, it's probably the third or fourth round. And what could he do for the Jaguars? I think he could be a, a guy that you feel comfortable throwing the football to. But is he a possession receiver at 190 pounds and 5'11"? I'm not sure. I think he's kind of in between the two roles that the Jaguars could really use. I think they could use a possession receiver. I also think they could use a, a smaller, uh, quicker 
super separator, basically. And maybe Ronnie Bell can be a super separator at the next level. I don't see that. I don't see his ability to separate in the same tier as like a Jaden Reed or or a Tank Dell. But I do think he can separate. And he has a little bit better size than both of those guys. Although, he's just a little bit bigger than Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's got some decent size for you. But Ronnie Bell, if the Jaguars wanted to target him late day three, early, uh, or excuse me, late day two, early day three, I could definitely see that. Been yammering on for 30 minutes already, and I'm only about halfway through the list of guys I wanted to talk about. But we'll keep it going here. I am in no hurry this morning. Do have a haircut on the docket. Going to clean this beard up for y'all a little bit. Be looking spiffy on Friday. Got a wedding this weekend, so got to make sure we're looking dapper. But um, still got plenty of time here. Sydney Brown, whose brother is always, or excuse me, also here in, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Chase Brown, the running back. But Sydney Brown has impressed me more, and he impressed me more on tape coming into the Senior Bowl. They both went to Illinois. Uh, so the, my first exposure to Sydney Brown playing safety was when I popped on the Devon Witherspoon tape a couple months ago and, um, just was blown away by Devon Witherspoon, who's my CB2 behind Christian Gonzalez. I have them both in the top 10 right now, but Sydney Brown just continued to flash every time I was watching Devon Witherspoon. And I think that he's flashed even more. And been even more impressive than I originally thought at the Senior Bowl. I initially had a third-round grade on him. And the reason you have a third-round grade on him, in my opinion, is because he's a little he's a little short, right? He's 5'10", 213 pounds, 31 and 5 eighths inch arms. Got some pretty big hands for his size, which you always like to see guys that have big hands. They can go affect the football. Uh, but Sidney Brown... His athleticism, his instincts, his physicality, his footwork, uh, the play demeanor that he brings to the field. I love Sidney Brown as a safety who could potentially lock down the slot for you, who could play some box, who could play some um, too high. I really, really, really like Sidney Brown. And I had a third, third on him coming into this week. I don't know that I'm going to push him to the second round because, again, he is five foot ten. But uh, really, really fun player that is going to be probably a mid-day two grade for me when, when it's all said and done and maybe even higher because you just don't see him getting beat on tape often. You don't see him getting beat out here in Mobile. So maybe this is a guy who you're just going to have to say, look, he's a second-round player. He's going to be a solid, really good starter for a long time. He has everything you want outside of the hype. And, you know, at 31 and 5 eighths inch arms, at least the arms make up for that lack of height a little bit. And so does his athleticism and footwork. So I'm a big fan of Sidney Brown. We'll see where he winds up being for me at the end of the day, but definitely a day two pick for me. And if he falls to the fourth round, which he could, because again, guys like this do tend to fall when they don't have elite traits. They don't have necessarily elite size. Sidney Brown, keep an eye on him. I think he could come down and, and do a lot of things for the Jaguars defense, including potentially locking down tight ends and slot receivers. Um, Olusagan Oluwatami, he stood out for me a little bit. He's been pre- playing 
pretty much center as far as I've seen, and that's what he did at Michigan as well. The question here, could he play guard? And if he could, could you get him in like the third or fourth round and uh, bring him in to be one of those guys that can play center and guard for you, fortify that interior offensive line long-term? I think that's a possibility. I'm just not sold yet that he can play guard at the next level because um, he is he's only 6'2 and a half, which that's more center size. He's 308, which maybe you can work with there. Uh, maybe you can work with, certainly. I mean, John Michael Schmitz is only 306, but he brings a lot more athleticism and and, uh, and just overall talent, in my opinion, to the interior of the offensive line. But maybe Tommy, Maybe he could play some guard and center for you at the next level. He does have the requisite. I mean, he has 33-inch arms. I think he's someone maybe you could keep an eye on for the Jaguars. I know the Jags aren't going to be looking for a starting quarterback, but perhaps they want to find a long-term backup in this in this class. And I think there's a couple candidates that I really like. Um, Hayner has been, I think, clearly the best quarterback on the field so far. Uh, he just spins it really well. He's super accurate with the football out of Fresno State. He's only six foot two oh eight, which it's short, it's small. For a quarterback in the NFL. But he, he's got good zip, good spin, really, really good accurate accuracy. Kind of knows how to maneuver the pocket and, and when to escape and where to attack, where to go with the football. You saw him throw one across his body yesterday that was really impressive. I like Jake Hayner out of Fresno State. And if he's available late, he could definitely, I think, come in and, and fight to be the Jaguars' long-term backup. Other guys that uh, have stood out a little bit at the quarterback position as a long-term backup, I think Tyler, or excuse me, Tyson Bagent out of Shepard has been really impressive. He has a presence about him. He's been willing to take a bunch of shots down the field. He's almost 6'3", 215, 213, so a little bit closer to the size standards that you're looking for in the NFL, but still a little undersized. But I think Bagent, he could be a lot of fun. And he could bring some moxie, some energy, excuse me, to that position. Come in and compete for the backup job in Jacksonville. I would like that. And my third quarterback that I've been most impressed by so far is actually Malik Cunningham out of Louisville. He's a shade under six foot. He's 188. Um, he has he has some good spin on the ball. I think he throws a catchable football. But the the kicker with him is he is an incredible athlete. So if you wanted to bring in a guy that could just, you could kind of put your offense into a shell a little bit when he comes in and, and change your offense a little bit and become more of that option zone read type of team, which the Jaguars already do a decent amount of that type of stuff. I think Malik Cunningham could be that guy for you and present some real problems for opposing defenses. Riley Moss. One of the only white corners you'll find, right, uh, out of Iowa. He's got the speed and fluidity, man. Uh, he's going to be a lot of fun at the next level. I think he's going to be a day two pick. Um, he's he's a really talented corner, really talented corner. And I think coming from Iowa, you don't necessarily think about the most athletic players in the secondary coming out of Iowa a lot. But he's six foot. He's 192 pounds. So not great size, but certainly good size for the cornerback position. 
and he's just so fluid and so fast. He's going to be a fun football player at the next level. I think the Jaguars could have their eye on him on day two. If they uh, if they fail to you know add that nickel piece or that cornerback piece early on, you know in the first round, maybe you look at Riley Moss, maybe second, maybe third. I would feel a lot better about getting him in the third than the second, considering some of the other cornerbacks I, I I've really. Uh, had a keen eye on so far in this process, but I do really like Riley Moss. And speaking of another cornerback, Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford, he has made the most plays at the cornerback position, I think, so far. Uh, he's consistently stood out. He gets his hands on the football. He's He got a pick six yesterday. He's got his hands on the football several other times. The problem is you see the misses too. I think Caillou Blue Kelly is a guy who's guilty of uh, guessing he's guilty of jumping routes, which that type of stuff, jumping routes, it can help you. It can pay off big time. But you have to understand the variance that you could get from play to play with Caillou Blue Kelly right now. And uh, could you teach that up? Could you get him to eliminate some of the over-aggressive play, I guess you would say, and try to balance that out a little bit? Potentially. But for me, he's squarely in, in the third round because you do like so much of what he put on tape at Stanford. You like so much of what you see at the Senior Bowl from him. But there's more than a handful of plays. Every practice, every game that you turn on where you're like, oh gosh, he just got torched. And he's six foot, 193, 31 and three quarters inch arms. The size is fine. Uh, I think the athleticism is fine. Certainly his ability to make plays on the football is super impressive. You just got to clean it up a little bit if you're Caillou Blue Kelly. So for me, if the Jaguars were looking at him, it would, it would have to be third round or later for me to feel really good about it. Uh, Byron Young out of Tennessee is a player a lot of people kind of had him and Will McDonald in a similar bucket entering this week. I do like some of what I see from Byron Young because he does have the athleticism. He has the quickness, the... Um, the bend, the flexibility to really be an exciting edge player out of Tennessee, but he does not have the arsenal of pass rush moves. He does not have the length that a, that a, um, that a Will McDonald brings to the field, right? Young is 6'2", 248, 32 and one H inch arms. So he's got pretty short arms. Whereas again, well, McDonald has 35-inch arms. So if there's one guy who's helped themselves more in that bucket, it's definitely Will McDonald over Byron Young. And uh, But Byron Young, if you want to add a guy like him, for me it would probably have to be day three because he is so unrefined. But the, the traits are there. The athleticism is there. The bend is there. All that stuff is there. It's just about teaching him to become an effective edge rusher. Um, Mike Wilson, I mentioned him yesterday out of Stanford, the receiver. He's like six foot two, 200 teams are, or players are still having a tough time keeping up with him. He's really explosive and just a smooth athlete. Keon white. He continues to pop. We've talked about him plenty. Dewan Jones. He did not play yesterday. Hope he's all right, but we've really honestly seen enough from Dewan Jones. I think you don't really need to, uh, belabor that like, Dewan Jones looked really good on day one. He's a freak in terms of his size. He moves well at that size. He's got strength. I don't blame him if, if he decided to just drop out after that day. Um, I really don't. Darius Rush, a cornerback out of South Carolina 
who I don't have a lot of exposure to outside of the senior bowl, but he's six foot one and a half, almost six foot two there, 196 pounds, 32 and three quarters inch arms. He's got some length at the cornerback position there. You'd really like to see that. He was jumping routes. He was running routes for receivers. He was understanding exactly how these guys were trying to attack him, and he was running the route for them a lot of times. Uh, His route recognition, maybe he was guessing, maybe he wasn't, uh, but it was really, really damn impressive, and he was damn near impossible to complete a pass on yesterday. Darius Rush was, and that's going up against guys like Rasheed Rice, guys like uh, uh, Dontavion Wicks, who's looked really good. Darius Rush has been damn impressive. So, uh, again, not a guy that I had watched a ton of, but could you get him fourth round, fifth round? Maybe. He's not a guy who has had a ton of buzz on him so far. So I think Darius Rush, I'm going to have to go back and watch him, but he has the length you're looking for. So far, what you've seen from at the Senior Bowl, he's had the instincts and, and the route recognition, uh, the feet quickness, the the aggressiveness to just really lock a lot of players down. So you've been really impressed with what you've seen. How does he relate to the Jaguars? Again, I would say if you want to bring him in in the fourth round, it looks like he probably has the feet to play nickel, the aggressiveness to play nickel. Maybe he could come in and play some nickel for you early on and become an outside corner for you later. Uh, Again, I'll have to go back and watch more of his tape, but what you saw from him so far in the first two days of the Senior Bowl, Darius Rush has been really fun to watch. And I mentioned Dontavian Wicks. He's looked really good throughout. Uh, A guy out of Virginia who a lot of people liked over summer scouting fell off a little bit because of a really ugly season for the Virginia offense. But he's looked good. He just looks you know, really, really athletic, really smooth, explosive, um, and he has some size to him. He's six foot one, two twelve, with big hands, good length. He's a fun player, uh, certainly. And I think he's going to end up being a day two pick. If Jaguars wanted to go for him in like the third round, I think that would make a ton of sense for them. Tyreek Stevenson continues to play well out of Miami. The uh, corner who has some good size to him, six six foot, two hundred pounds. Um, he has been, he's been solid. I mean, consistently both days. Uh, he has the size you're looking for. He has the length. He's shown footwork. It looks like he has really good route recognition so far. So another guy to keep on an eye on for the Jaguars. He did play nickel at Georgia before he transferred to Miami. So he has experience there. So that's something to think about in relation to the Jaguars because the Jaguars look like they need nickel certainly more than they need outside cornerback help at this point. Um, Jalen Redmond out of Oklahoma. He hasn't been the most consistent player, but he has flashed a ton. He's six foot two, just over six foot two, 293 pounds, like an interior three tech type player. 32 and a half inch arms, so you don't love the length there. But he does have big hands, and he is really quick, and he knows how to use those hands. He's got some uh, just really quick swipes and clubs that he he dishes out, shoots into the backfield, shoots the gap, and he's been living in the backfield at Mobile, lived in the backfield for a lot of his time at Oklahoma. That's an interior penetrator that maybe you could be looking at for the Jaguars late day two, early day three type of player. He's been a lot of fun. And then Dylan Horton's the last player I was going to talk about today. A lot of y'all probably saw him in TCU's run to the college football championship, the edge rusher. Uh, 
really explosive, really quick is what I've seen from him. Just brings a lot of energy to the to the practice field, and that's a lot of fun. You like guys like that who are athletic, who are twitchy, who are energetic. He's six foot three, almost six foot four, two hundred sixty five pounds. So there's some mass to him, but there's also that twitch that you really like. The, the thing you don't love about his uh, profile here is the somewhat short arms. They're 32 and three quarters. So they're not tiny. They're almost 33 inches, but you'd love to see a little bit more length there out of Dylan Horton. And I know people have questioned like, why does length matter so much? Length matters because if you're facing a guy who has, um, who has arms that are two inches longer than yours and he's technically refined, he's going to get into your body before you get into his. He's going to be at the advantage at the beginning of the rep. It just makes it more difficult for you. You have to be more precise. You have to be uh, just. You have to overcome the lack of length. And look, thirty-two and three quarters inch isn't terribly short. It's not awful. But there's going to be tackles that have significant length advantages against guys like that. Bottom line. Um, but yeah, he's he's flashed plenty for me. I'm excited about this edge class. Derek Hall has shown some things too. We talked about him already. But that's going to do it for my standouts today. We've. Been talking about these guys for 46 minutes here. Hopefully it's plenty of content for y'all y'all Jags fans and uh, did, did my best to kind of relate all these prospects that I've enjoyed watching back to the Jaguars. So hopefully y'all have enjoyed this. We've got one more day of Senior Bowl practices. You've also got the actual game on Saturday at 2.30, I believe. So uh, we are not done here with, with Mobile, Alabama. We're not done with the Senior Bowl. Got, got a couple more events left to, to check the box off and, and to work through and I've had a lot of fun already over the first two days watching these kids and I'm going to continue to enjoy it. Uh, we'll have to record the actual game. We'll be in the wedding at that time this weekend. So looking forward to that too. It's going to be a fun weekend here for me. Excited for it. Hopefully y'all have some fun weekend plans as well. Um, thank you so much for tuning in here, Duval. We will have one more senior bowl show tomorrow um, and, and talk about, day three of what we saw on day three, which is really a day where you've had some some time to get comfortable with your environment, get comfortable with your surroundings. Um, you've had some time to get comfortable with the players that are playing around you, the different prospects, the scheme, all that stuff. So I'm hoping you see a better day from the quarterbacks on day three to, to give their receivers a little bit more of an opportunity to shine. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for on day three. High energy, better quarterback play, and receivers being able to uh, shine a little bit more. We'll see how it plays out. But thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. That's going to do it. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think. You can also follow Generation Jag. We're at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.